Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. Don't care if you're young or old. Get together, let the good times roll. Wouldn't it be great if life was all good times? But everyone wrongs someone at some time or another, either purposefully or by accident. And so when we are wronged, how do we react? Bruce Morrison from St John's Anglican Parramatta has some very powerful insights. Bruce, a scenario that I wanted to give which might seem a bit trivial. Yep. A customer who was pushing a pram went into a shop that was offering $1 coffees. So you go over to their machine and you push the button, the coffee comes out, put the lid on, give them the dollar and go out. So this guy had gone up, put the dollar on the counter, went over to the machine, it made the coffee and filled up the cup and there were no lids. So he said to the shopkeeper, there are no lids, um, can I have a bigger cup so I don't spill the coffee? And the guy said, no, you can't. So the customer ended up just taking the coffee in the cup that he had and pushing the pram and he ended up spilling it uh, and burning his hand, albeit not too badly. It, it is a, it's a difficult question, isn't it? I, I guess the first thing is to, to actually discern what you've just been talking about, what really does matter and what doesn't matter. Um, and uh, I think we can pretty easily get upset and spend a lot of our time being upset about the things that actually don't matter. And, and that's a bit of a shame, really, for us more than anyone else, isn't it? Because um, we're always going to come across people like that. Um, but I, I think there's a more fundamental issue, and, and it's a recognition that we don't have to win. Um, we, we, that's not necessary for us. I think for a lot of people in the world out there, you know, they have to win. Um, if they don't win, then, you know, they've been badly done by. Why is that? Well, it's because there is nothing else apart from the moment. There's nothing else apart from this life. Yeah. That's not our situation. Yeah, I love that. We, we just don't. Well, that's not us. You know, and I, th I think what Jesus is telling us often is, you know, God is just. He looks down, he sees, he knows what's going on, he, he's very aware. And I mean, we're just dealing with smaller examples, but another one was a person isn't paid for work that they do. Mm. And, and you've, you've been taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's unjust. Mm. Um, that actually happened to a neighbour of mine and it, it um, caused strife for him. Yeah. Nobody likes to be taken advantage of. I think it still comes back to the same issue. Mm. That is, we don't have to win... There is another issue, and that is um, an awareness of whether it's going to impact in relation to the gospel or not. I don't see any problem with a, with a, someone of faith appropriately seeking what, what is rightfully theirs in that, in that manner. The example I was thinking of a moment ago is of a, of a woman who was walking uh, in, in, along the street near her home. Um, she had a handbag um, and... A young man ran up behind her, snatched the bag and kept running. She went to the police. They said, well, can you tell us what he looked like? She said, I've got no idea because I never saw his face. He just grabbed the bag and kept running. When I saw her, she wouldn't come out of her house. She was so badly affected. Um, and and she, was, she was bottom line. She was just so angry, um, but she was also frightened. Uh, she wasn't a lady of faith. I think, I think that's... The sort of situation where, where, where we have to say, well, our faith is not just for salvation. Our faith is also in a God who is just and who will punish the wicked. Um, and so where someone is unjust towards us, we can leave that with God, who says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Yeah, I'll never forget a pastor who said to me that he was ripped off by a business partner in the late 80s, $100,000. 
And he said to me, and you know what, Chris, I can sleep at night. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't think the issue of forgiveness is as simple as Christians often uh, think it is. What, what is forgiveness, for example, where the other party doesn't confess their sin, is not remorseful and shows no sign whatsoever of repentance? It's, it's always interested me that God does not forgive in that situation. There is a judgment. Now, we're not God, and so we shouldn't presume to be able to make a judgment in the same way as God. However, I'm not sure that forgiveness in that situation is forgiveness uh, the same as forgiveness in the situation where someone comes to you and says, I've done the wrong thing by you and I would like to apologise and make it up in any, any way that I can. They're two very different situations, aren't they? How do you think he did it? Well, I, I think it comes back to that trust in God, whom you know is a just and loving God. And he sees you, he knows you, he understands your anxieties, um, you and I sit within his providential care um, and he will not let that rest. He will take it up with the person who's stolen that money from one of his children. And it's a little bit like a child, isn't it, really, who says, you know, my dad's going to take care of this for me yes. um, and can, can rest in that. His providence is a wonderful thing, isn't it? The idea of providence um, is something that probably I think we don't rest in enough. Every day, every hour, whatever circumstance I'm in, I'm there because God has me there. And I think there's a marvellous security in that. So how far should we turn the other cheek? It, the the um, command to turn the other cheek comes in the context, of course, of the Sermon on the Mount. It's one of a whole series of commands, um, and each one starts off in the same way. Um, you have heard it said, but I say to you. So in that particular context, it's you have heard it said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. In actual fact, in, 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 in the Jewish law, in the law of the Old Testament, what God was doing was restricting um, the level of justice that could be meted out against someone to uh, what was appropriate for the crime. If they'd taken an eye, no more than an eye should be taken from them. It was that sort of a, sort of a concept. The Old Testament law was very humane in its, in its own time. Um, but of course it had become something where uh, it was rather than permissive, it was a requirement. Well, you've taken $100 for me, I'm going to exact every cent back. And in that context, is Jesus is saying to his disciples, you don't need to live that way. That's not how I want you to live, exacting justice. We are to show that as those who have received much something much more wonderful than justice, we can dispense something much more wonderful than justice, that is, mercy and graciousness. Uh, we don't need to be seeking an eye for an eye. It's not the Christian way. It's always a difficulty, isn't it, to know how much you, that means you should let people walk over you? That's right. When does it... When does it stop? I actually think it's a very, very difficult question. It's, it's, a, it's kind of a, a wisdom decision. I think Jesus' comments are fairly deliberately broad this is the framework in which you're to live and in particular it has on view representing the gospel to the world it's interesting that you know the the apostle paul for example when he was treated unjustly wasn't loath to use the roman justice system to have that redressed so i i don't think it necessarily means that we're, we're going to be uh, walked all over but 
where the gospel is at stake, then I think it's peculiarly appropriate. What's a practical step for someone to actually get past what's happened? Yeah, okay. The, the answer is faith. It's imperative that we keep a clear conscience ourselves in that context. Living with a clear conscience, I think, is probably the first step. And if a person doesn't have a clear conscience, I think they need to, they need to deal with that. I think the problem we have is that so often the common advice is um, well, you just have to forgive it. But I, I'm not sure that it is psychologically even healthy to just forgive where there's no justice. We, we, God doesn't just forgive us. Justice was done on the cross. Christ bore our sin. I don't know that it's in the human psyche to just forgive uh, where, there's, where there's no repentance. And so I, I, I'm not sure that that pretty common advice is helpful. We, we forgive with the knowledge that God will take care of it. If we don't have that knowledge and that understanding, then I don't think it's easy to leave it with God and to be at peace. Bruce Morrison, the Senior Pastor of St John's Anglican in Parramatta in New South Wales. If you'd like to have some more on finding peace and healing, read John chapter 10, where Jesus says, The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I am come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. Don't care if you're young or old. Get together, let the good times roll.